Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Well, on the 4th of February 2012, Southeast Radio's flagship business programme hit the airways for the very first time. After 10 years and 1,500 interviews later, I'm delighted and honoured to still be presenting Business Matters. A special word of thanks is needed for the management of Saudi Radio for taking a punt on the show 10 years ago and for their unwavering support for Business Matters ever since. I'd also like to thank the producer of Business Matters, Noel Doyle, who has been with me on this journey from the very beginning. I would also like to acknowledge every guest that has contributed to the show and for the loyalty which the local business community has shown to Business Matters. And finally, to our listeners, quite simply without you, there would be no show. So a heartfelt thank you to you. Now let's celebrate our 10th birthday in style. My first guest is a Wexford icon, who aside from masterminding Wexford's long-awaited All-Ireland hurling title in 1996, has carved out a reputation as one of the county's most successful and revered entrepreneurs, Liam Griffin. Liam, we are delighted that you could join us to celebrate 10 years of Business Matters. No problem, Carl. Glad to be here. I think it might have been on your first programme or thereabouts. Business is the driver of, uh, of the economy. We need business programmes, and I think this Radio are playing a major part in you, yourself in particular, having the business programmes and keeping it going for 10 years, informing people. So, well done on the whole programme, and hopefully it goes on for another 10, 20, 30 years. Liam, thank you so much. That's very much appreciated, and, and thank you for your support over the years as well. Now, I know that you believe that the COVID-19 pandemic is not the only factor that has created a turbulent environment for businesses in recent years. I think this is going on since the beginning of the century, since the beginning of the 2000s. I mean, you take the, the, the brand crash, you take all the incentives that were given by the governments to do various jobs, and then that, that led in quickly into, uh, you know, trying to get recover. Then you had NAMA, then you had uh, vulture funds come in to take up perfectly good businesses. And you wound up then with a pandemic then to just to, to, to cap it all. All we need now is a, a volcano eruption, and we've had the lot. And Liam, you're firmly of the view that the fallout from the financial crash in 2008 had not been resolved when we faced into the pandemic in 2020. There's no way it was clear before this pandemic came along. And the, and, the, and the very distressing news is that a lot of very good businesses that struggled after the financial crash got themselves restructured and uh, they, were, they were absolutely gutted going into this pandemic because they were behind the eight ball at that time and it's, it's, it's going to be very difficult for them now going forward uh, because we're going to need a time to settle down and settling down with governments and settling down with economics is, the, is a very slow and long, arduous road. I consider that our business has been uh, fighting with our backs to the wall since 2004 when PIAB was uh, undermined completely by the legal profession. And on the topic of insurance, some reform has been achieved, but the government has been accused recently of hitting the brakes on the reform programme. What are your thoughts on this? We have PIAB, which is, or PIAB, or whatever people want to call it. That's very, very, very uh, important now, because that was brought in in 2004. Because of all the fraudulent claims that were going in uh, on top of uh, various businesses. So this was brought in, and it was very quickly undermined by legal challenges. And that's going on again, even though this is a new iteration of PIAB. Uh, uh, and in that one, it has a book of quantum. But I would say, even though the book of quantum is done, it's still way higher than uh, our nearest neighbours, Britain. And uh, we, we've got that done, but it's not, uh, it's not bedded down. 
And what happened in the meantime, we've got new legislation coming in now with uh, employee legislation in terms of workplace injuries and their own homes and and, and, and the and the business is paying for that, and that's still out in the out in the air. So we've a lot of problems in relation to to to, to, to the pay up situation, the duty of care, which is public liability. Uh, that's not been worked on. There's no progress since two, July of 2021, uh, and the judicial guidelines. Uh, the judicial guidelines. There were 66 identified actions that we needed to pay, take as part of the Judicial Council Bill, and there are 34 actions still to be looked at. So we're in a very, very dangerous place because those things are not, they're not getting uh, proper work. And the last thing is the avail- availability of, of uh, claims database. The findings of the European Commission, uh, the owned and controlled database by Insurance Ireland, uh, suggested that the, data sp- the database should be taken into state control through PIAP and made available to all comers in the insurance industry. And you also feel that when it comes to business, that the government prioritises foreign direct investment over homegrown SMEs? The foreign direct investment, that whole growth of that is to be welcomed. It's great, it's terrific. But we can't then hold the the people of Ireland who are running businesses as prisoners within their own state because they can't move out. We bend over backwards, but we need to look at the balance between what's, what's the... What the, what the advantages are for foreign direct investment, which I fully support, versus the advantage for business in Ireland. Business in Ireland, for example, you take it from the, the, the paying of rates for building, for, for when you're going to build, what happens when you're going to build, you get a levy. What happens then if you want services, you get a further levy. And all of that, again, needs to be looked at to balance it off because the balance is out of sync. And of course, the government, if Leo Vradker was on her this morning, he would say that the local enterprise offices and the leader groups and Enterprise Ireland are doing a great job in supporting SMEs. How would you respond to that? Yeah, there may be in certain areas, but a great job is a, is a great job. Does, how does it compare with, with, with international standards? That's, that's the first thing. And obviously, at the, at the start, with the, we worked off a system of low corporate taxes for, 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 for foreign investment and for grant aid and for rates release and all sorts of stuff like that. But that wasn't available to the local established business because that business was already established. So they didn't get that. But there is good for us. I have to say, there are good supports. There absolutely are good supports. And, and so there should be good supports. But it's just that you need a better balance between the two. And that needs to be examined. So what you really need is a root and branch review after the pandemic. Because if ever there was a time to do a root and branch review in the last 100 years, this is it. Focusing on Wexford for a second, Rosslare Europort, of course, is certainly the jewel in our crown and fantastic developments have taken place there over the past 12 months with the announcement of new routes. Your cargo is up 50% there, but what more needs to be done, in your opinion, for the port to fully utilise its potential? In my former life, I was chairman of the Rosslare Harbour Development Board, which is a voluntary body, by the way. But um, I just think the port has never delivered Never delivered its full, its full, its, its full content that it should have delivered. Never developed to the standard that it should have developed over the years. Was the remarketing side selling Rosslare Harbour as a place to, uh, that should be, be making land bridge to all sorts of places wherever it was going to be? There wasn't a proactive thing in, in CIA, a proactive unit within CIA, in CIA, in my opinion, that was trying for the proper and 
uh, I suppose, sensible development of Rossdale Port. Now you're looking at what's going on in Dublin. Now they're going to the north of the city to develop a major port up there. So, like, we're in competition with, with people like that. And uh, I think that the Rossdale route could have done an awful lot for Wexford. You're looking at Eli Lilly setting up down in Limerick at the moment, going to set up all sorts of jobs. We haven't had a single Eli Lilly or anything like it put in close proximity to a port that goes direct to Europe. This would be export industries. So we, we, we did not take advantage of the Port of Rosslare, in my opinion. We have failed to take advantage of it over all of the years. And I'm not taking this as people taking it personally when you say it, because I've taken it personally before when I've said it about the port. It's a fact. So, like, you know, we really need to get uh, a new beginning for Rosslare as well. As far as I'm concerned, it still needs a new beginning. And it needs government uh, to, pay, to pay, te- pay attention to, this, to the to Rosslare port and look at it as they have never done before. And finally, Liam, the governor of the Central Bank has stated recently that we are looking at a minimum of three years of economic growth ahead. But for anyone that's listening to this morning's programme that's thinking about starting a business, what advice have you got for them? Don't be afraid. Try and go into business, but be ready for all of the caveats and all of the stars. But also be ready to speak out. I mean, in my, pres- in my position, I, I don't see that people, you know, they know that the, they know the big wave is coming to knock them down but they still have nothing to say about it. You know, you need, you need to stand up and fight for your business. And I've had to do that all my life. And, you know, that's, but that's part of the game. And that's just it. And you take that on board when you do it. But I think, you know, being in business, if you've got a good idea, it's fantastic satisfaction when you see it walking. I'm not saying this to be boastful, but I'm satisfied with like, the fantastic way Menard has been recognised in the last number of years, uh, you know, in, in Reader's Awards and all sorts of stuff. And I'm proud of that. And why wouldn't I be? But the people who did that were the people who worked with us and who got bought into the idea and made it what it is. We're happy with, with being in business. And I would encourage people that have good ideas to go into business. Because I've seen it through the entrepreneur program, people who started very little. Don't forget, Ireland isn't a place of people with lots of wealth all over the place that were developing industries. A lot of people in, in Ireland come from very... Very, very modest backgrounds that have developed great businesses in Ireland. And if you, I know myself from dealing with the Entrepreneur of the Year programme, that 99% of them come from that. So there were good people, decent people who got up off their backside and made it happen. And they had the ideas and they were able to make it happen. And I think that's so important for Ireland going into the future because the foreign direct investments will not, not sustain the entire economy. And we wouldn't want it to, to, to sustain the entire economy. We want our own people to develop their own business ideas and come forward and stand up and be counted and I'm sure I'm sure they will. Well if you've just tuned in that was Liam Griffin renowned entrepreneur and I would like to thank Liam for sharing his candid views with us this morning. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick.